right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here once again with my buddies Chuck and John. Hey now. And hopefully not heard from. Chuck, that was a kind of a weak hey now. Sorry. That was a like death death rattle hey now. Yeah. Hey now. Not doing too well. And also with us, once again, I'm holding the baby. Hey, this baby. Is, uh, she was supposed to be asleep. She woke up early, got excited about podcast time. She loves it. She is now silently staring. Lala's becoming a staple. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm on my way to the dreaded mallscape. I like to play a game, Keith. What is this? I count the conservative bumper stickers in your neighborhood. Yeah. On the way here. Amazing ones today. Mm-hmm. Are you ready this? I'm ready. Come get my guns. Love Not it. bad. Wow. Uh, that could be more libertarian. Hmm. Well, this one, try me, shaped like a gun. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then my favorite one, liberalism is a mental disorder. <laughs> wow. I actually unfollowed someone on Twitter who tweeted that, like, I saw in my Twitter timeline, and I like to live in an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, my, on my basketball timeline for Fast Break Breakfast, someone hashtagged something, liberalism is a mental disorder. So I, this is, okay, I thought this person maybe made this bumper sticker. Oh, no, this is a real a, thing. That's a, that's yeah. a go-to phrase. Ah. And so I, I was like, who in the world is this? It's Andrew I, Bogut. I looked, I, I looked <laughs> at their timeline to be like, is this a joke? No, this is just a, per, a, like a random basketball fan I follow. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to follow that. Yeah. That's how you unfollowed Spencer Hawes. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I will say, here's something I'll say very condescending and classist. Perhaps, John, those people were just here to work on the homes Easy. that are under construction. Probably. This is a liberal bastion. I do like that you live in a, <laughs> a, a like, like a, a gilded cage of your own design where you think that the rich people in your neighborhood are progressive. That's cute. <laughs> Not around here. I've this seen hey, I've seen our voting districts, John. Mm-hmm. I got nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. Uh, on your way here, did you guys happen to get... Breakfast. Man, I couldn't eat anything today. My lifestyle's finally caught up with me. It happens. It, it's like two or three times a year, I just get uncontrollable diarrhea. And last night, I was on the toilet for the better part of six hours. This is kind of a throwback to year one of the podcast, wow. where we actually had a sit-down meeting about Chuck. Quit talking about your bowels so much. Yeah, I, did. I, did, I, did, I did just blink three times in a row really hard. Yeah, John <laughs> does not like to hear <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a, you know, so far we've started the show with politics. Nice. And toilet humor. Love it. Uh, you guys humor. ever think about what happens when you die? Do you have <laughs> faith? It's funny to you, not to me. <laughs> well, my my breakfast, uh, it actually wasn't from today, but I want to talk about my breakfast from tomorrow. Because I was visiting a friend in the hospital, so I ate, well, attempted to eat breakfast at the hospital. Ew. And as is well documented... My girlfriend's trying to save my life and prevent me from whatever's happening to Chuck's innards right now. <laughs> so I asked for the healthy option. I was given a candy bar. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it was called a kind bar. Oh, oh yeah. But yeah. let's go through what's in this candy bar. <laughs> Chocolate. Oh, yeah. Peanut butter. Nuts. How is this not a Snickers bar? Explain uh, this to far me. Far less sugar. Uh, no nougat. No it seemed, but I mean, technically, essentially, no caramel, and it tasted like a candy bar. Well, that's the, that's what? The, that's the dream, right? It there. also has has the marketing overtaken even even health foods in a hospital. Well, I think there was a there was a brief moment there, like I feel like it was eight years ago, where Snickers good for your mind. Well, Snickers was kind of doing like a get your energy boost, and yeah. it was like like pushing Snickers as like a hey, are you running a marathon? 
Here's a quick energy burst. I think they kind of gave up on that. Yeah. Kind bars are fine. They, what it is is like 60 grams of protein or something in those. Probably like 20. Just from the nuts? I don't know. Probably don't know. peanut butter. It was very confusing. So what was the me. unhealthy option? I assume they were going to give you a banana, some yogurt, you know. Yeah. Grits. Any, I mean, uh, just. Like just a nice continental at, breakfast? I asked the lady I need a healthy option because yeah. I'm clueless. The uh, fruit station was closed. Mm. Well, it's winter. Which, but, you know, I, I, I didn't season. really want fruit. I mean, this, in, in reality, very serendipitous for me. Yeah. Right? I don't want the healthy option. Yeah, gotcha. Were. Maybe the lady, like, realized, game recognized game. She was a little rotund, yeah. saw a big man coming up, and she was like, nah, you don't want no banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you want healthy. I know what kind of healthy you like. <laughs> yeah, I know who's really talking here. <laughs> I think John's just really upset his kind bar wasn't actually a candy bar. Right. That's where, like, the real I'm, frustration I, is. I'm I'm, if you put a gun to my head, Kind Bar's a candy bar. Yeah. I mean... It is. Yeah. I really didn't see a difference. I'd get you on that. My breakfast was uh, Kraft Mac and Cheese Frozen uh, Edition. Frozen themed. The Mac and Cheese was shaped into... I'm not sure. Uh, my, were my mind weird is, shapes. My mind is so warped from my hipster East Nashville existence. When you started that with Kraft... And even after you got into mac and cheese, I still thought you were talking about some artisanal mac yeah. and cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Kraft with the K. Robert Kraft, uh, mac Robert and cheese. Uh, it, maybe, it, maybe I saw his car on the way in here. It, wasn't, it, it was not good. I did fix it for the little guy, Chase Buddy Bunger, who uh, doesn't you know, like to eat very much right now. But if you show him a box that has, uh, what's the name, Elsa and... Oh, the frozen folk. the frozen girls, the frozen princesses. If you if you show them that box, it's like, oh yeah, I want to eat that. Dad talk. So we uh, so we make that yeah, the dad filth on our Patreon only Slack chat. So I had a, a bit of his leftovers with some craft mac and cheese. Anyway, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. It is often the first time we talk about. Basketball. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? I don't have an apology. I don't know. You know what you could? What? I've been thinking about this for a while. Huh. There was an episode a while ago where we were talking about our favorite Disney soundtracks ever. I believe you said the old Tron was your favorite. And, yeah. Uh, I believe you credited it to uh, Giorgio Moroder. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that was a, a Wendy Carlos. He was thinking of... Uh, he was thinking of... Um, like Midnight Express, like dun 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 John, you're about to pass the fair use limit. Was that it? I yeah, that's exactly it. I had a feeling. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm sorry to a composer from a movie forty years ago. I'm just saying, if you want to cite a great poor, synthesizer soundtrack. Poor Wendy was like third choice on that jam. Because you know who was the original Tron Music Blast? DJ. It's going to be Journey. Really? Oh, interesting. Then they pulled out, and they, you hear a little Super Tramp in there. Mm. And then, you know, Wendy. Was she Wendy or Walter then? I want to say she was Walter. Wait, was it know. Walter? Yeah, she was Walter. Right. Before she was Wendy. Right. She made the switch. Yep. Oh, it was like a Wachowski brother kind oh, of yeah. move? Okay. But proto. Okay. Early, early. Early onset Wachowski. Oh, good for her. The, 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 the trailblazer. Mm. 
Yeah, she. I mean, she, her stuff's in the the Shining, right? Is she or just some yeah. of her stuff? She yeah. uh, lots of Kubrick, lots of lots of lots Collabos. of collabos. I'm going to kick it to the basketballs. Yep. And our um, Eastern Conference broken egg, broken resolution challenges that Keith and I did in the past week. Check it out if you haven't already. Uh, I besmirched Markeith Morris mightily, uh, to which he uh, performed pretty ably against the Grizzlies and made me feel really bad about saying that he was an intelligent basketball player. So He's a good ball player. Markeith, oh man, I've watched so much Markeith since he was 17 years old. But he has flashes. Yeah. He has flashes. He's again part of the Wizards who I don't understand why they're not better. Like Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre. Scotty Mar- Brooks. Markeith Morris. Scotty Brooks. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I blame him. Although... You're fooled by the glasses. I think uh, Sadoransky and Jody Meeks in that Grizzlies game combined for 30 minutes and scored one point. Wizards shortened that rotation. Wizards fans clamor for Sadoransky. Well, I like Sadoransky just fine. I don't think Jody Meeks needs to be playing at all. Mm. I don't think he has a spot. Free Kelly Oubre. Oh, Kelly Oubre is the man. Well, my apology, John. He gets a good number of minutes, though, usually. Man, he's been in the teens the last few games. Really? That's That's not great. My apology... In those resolution podcasts we did, where John came up with resolutions, just the one released on Tuesday morning, I besmirched Andre Roberson. Roberson, excuse me. Robert Robert. Roberson. Robert Robert. You know, I had immediate regret. I even tried to backtrack a little bit, and then I just started looking into it. And I got to say, I'm wrong, Andre. You have a profound impact on the defensive end. It's so strong that no shooting from Huestis. Or Abrinas or Ferguson, Terrence Ferguson, will take care of it. John Schumann is pointing out that the difference, the on-off difference on the Thunder's defensive rating when he's on or off is more than double the difference between the number one and number 30 defenses in the league. So they are 20, their net rating is 20 points better. Their defensive rating, 20 points better when he's on the court. So... I think they need to make it work with Andre. This was a, a, one of those instances where I thought I knew my audience better because I really thought I was teeing Keith up with this one. I was like, this, I've been watching the Thunder a lot lately, and I was like, this is Keith's kind of guy. Yeah. But I think Keith's been uh, hanging out with Lala too much. I think, <laughs> I think you caught me in a moment of weakness, <laughs> and, and I misspoke, and I re- we released it to the masses, so I'm going to go ahead and apologize. Andre Robertson, who I say your name wrong, most of the time... I have no idea how to say his name. Uh, Robertson likes steals. Okay. He gotcha. robs, he steals Andre Robertson. All right, well, those were our breakfast in bed apologies before. Like Cops and Robertson's the Jack Palance Chevy Chase classic. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Before we get to our steak and I'll eggs. I'll never mess that up again. Just so you know, I got it now. It's there. Before we get to our steak and eggs and our cream of wheat, I believe we have some croissant questionnaires. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Some questions from our Patreon supporters. Patrick Kirtner asks, which former NBA player currently toiling away overseas do you miss the most? Keith, let's start with you. I want to say it's Hamed Haddadi. Of course. And I know that's a very celebrity crush. Memphis celebrity crush. One, he looks exactly like my brother. (laughs) 
down to the facial tics. We know there's only so many Your different... brother's an Israeli giant? I- Iranian, <laughs> please. Excuse me, Iranian. excuse me. Very, uh, very different. There's only so many, you know, uh, whatever, sets of people and facial structures, right. and he has the exact same facial expressions and facial build of my brother. It's uncanny. Does uh, your brother have acromegaly? Also, he, he does not. So, All right. I do feel some like excitement when Salah Mejri... When I see him playing on the Mavs, I do feel like he has fulfilled some of the promise Hamed Haddadi played. Like, what if Hamed Haddadi got a little more regular run? Although, if there's one thing we remember about Hamed Haddadi, he did not like to run. <laughs> Chuck, who you got? Uh, I, there, there's only one choice here for me. It's uh, Amari Stoudemire playing in Jerusalem. Oh, nice. Um, nice. He's, you know, converted. Wine baths. Discovering. He's, he's uh, finding his roots. <laughs> he's getting down to his uh, his religious. Uh, he's going down to the Wailing Wall. That's right. He's doing his deal. He's, Fashionably, he's I might add. And he's probably the best, like I guess the most you know whatever seasoned NBA player that's overseas now. Oh, <laughs> contraire, mon frere. What's yours, John? Is this? He might not exactly be toiling away as I think he's been named God Emperor of China. <laughs> but Stefan Marbury uh, is, he is the player playing? I miss the I most. Think, I think. Uh, Stoudemire is a more impactful player than than uh, is maybe not Amari Stoudemire uh, getting like starting like riots by getting into it with Jimmer Fredette. I, was gonna, I don't think I so. was going to say maybe not culturally, but on the court. No, he was uh, yeah. But Stoudemire was five time you know all star. Like... Yeah, you let me know when Amari uh, Stoudemire uh, writes, directs, and stars in a movie about himself, starring himself, <laughs> playing himself, and playing his own love interest. Is that on Netflix yet? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what uh, Starberry is doing. Andy Trey asks, if O.J. Mayo is reinstated, do the Grizz go after him? If not, what team could use him? Why wouldn't they? I would say yes, they would. Counterpoint, as far as the second- counterpoint he would immediately be our second best player, resulting <laughs> in more wins and ruining our tankathon. Nay, I say the. I don't think he would ruin the tankathon. He's been wandering through the Gobi for two years now. (laughs) I don't. Yeah, but this is a conspiracy. I mean, I mean, hopefully he does get back into shape. His final year on the Bucks was abysmal. Yeah, I mean, OJ Mayo Light went out the window. He He was back into that miracle. He did terribly. So I'm not even sure any team could use him. Although I'm certainly am cheering for him. I know this last what August or September there was some Bleacher Report article where in the world is oj mayo we asked 10 people and we can't find him i know where and, he, could and go. he was on taj gibson's instagram account like i'm working out at, at southern cow you know where he should go where's that he can go live back in the tibba dog house in, in minnesota <laughs> go down i don't think Look, they, need- they need shooting i have a new thing like when when the timberwolves like destroy teams i call it getting shabazzled because shabazz <laughs> plays a bunch shabazz muhammad i mean he oh, can I be follow. part of the shabazzle lineup I don't. They don't need another shoot first guy. And also check his three point percentages in his career. Not so They're great. not good. No, He's bad. Well, there you have it. Uh, thirdly, uh, Leah Marcus Cousins asks, "Will you lend me startup capital to write a spec script envisioning the paranormal journeys of Jaleel Okafor and Erlens Noel?" If I had the capital, you can bet I would throw it at a buddy cop movie starring these two. Because this gets back to the roots. Because a lot of people, they think of the buddy cop movie, and they're like, ah, you got like your apple and your orange, your square and your wild card. 48 hours, those are two wild cards, two gentlemen. Wild cards. Two wild cards. That's Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. And I think we can both agree that Jaleel and Nerlens ain't no, there's no, uh, there's no like Tango and Cash square FBI agent meets rowdy renegade cop here. Well, this this gives me an opportunity to talk about my uh, favorite movie of the past uh <laughs> 15 years, which is bright. 
uh, a buddy cop movie involving Will Smith and an orc. Look, we have so many bright questions in our croissant queries that we have. Like, this is mandatory, Keith. You're watching Bright this week. I'm very excited. I, I am very excited to watch Bright. Like, it has to happen this when week. When I first saw the trailer like six months ago, I said, whoa. Yeah. I got to get some of this. Let this serve as a trailer for next week's I mean, episode. It Keith looks, will watch and we will discuss. It looks terrible. David Ayer, the director, I hate him. <laughs> uh, and I saw that and I'm like, I have to, I have to know everything about Wait till you read about the screenwriter, Monfrey. But uh, oh, I've actually <laughs> caught some of the flack about him. <laughs> I've just I, I've gathered things. A but again, nepotistic no, sexual assault maniac. All I gotta say, no spoilers. Please. No spoilers. I, ca- I can't wait. Orc strippers. That's all I gotta say. No I spoilers, have, Chuck. That's it. Right. That's it. Well, I didn't tell you what their nipples were like, so I don't consider this spoiled. <laughs> and finally, the one and only Joe Yoder asks, if you could select one player from a team's past roster and insert them into that team's current roster... Who would you select and why? Chuck? Um, man, that's good. That's a great question. I'm uh, ready. What Go is ahead. this, John? I know, and I know uh, Yoder's a Portland fan. I've got a few. I'd put Arvita Sabonis right back on this Trailblazers team. That Trailblazers. Did you see they, someone asked Dame Lillard this question? No, I didn't. D- Dame Lillard was asked this question on Twitter. His answer was perfect. Rasheed Wallace. Oh, yeah. That oh. team needs Rasheed. Yeah. And Rasheed would be better in today's NBA than ever before. I would love to see uh, Tim Hardaway playing in the modern Open NBA up right your now. mind, Chuck. What? He's already on a team. He plays for the Knicks. Uh, his Duh. Dad, his, his I just thought he was picking the, picking the heat again. I am. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? They, <laughs> was, they, they could use him. They could. You know, they need a backup uh, point guard. And he's one of the best ball handlers I've ever seen in my life. Kind of similar to what you guys said. uh, How does he fit alongside Josh Richardson and Goran Dragic? He replaces them? Yeah, (laughs) because he's better than Josh Richardson. I love Richardson, but he's I want to see... You you go ahead, Keith. Well, I actually got a couple. These are not transformational. They're not going to make anyone a contender this year. But I think it's what these teams need. The Hornets? Bring back back Glenn Rice. Glenn Rice, just put that in that lineup. No longer is Kimball Walker toiling in vain. The vice presidential concubine, Glenn Rice. This, <laughs> this is a team that rebounds the ball really well, gets to the foul line, doesn't turn it over, but they can't hit any shots. Give him Glenn Rice and his 25 points per game. It would be beautiful. Similarly, I went with Detlef Schrempf oh, on what is on the now, Sonics. <laughs> what is now the Oklahoma City Thunder. He would be incredible as and well. And then finally, for laughs. You got to put AC Green on the labia bakers, man. Mm. <laughs> Think of that old square and all those young guns. They already ran Andrew Bogut out of there. Yeah. That'd be some Uncle Phil Carlton stuff I was gonna going throw, on in that mansion. I, I was going <laughs> to throw another one into one of my my pet teams, the Nuggets. I would kind of Vandaway. I was kind of thinking uh, Carmelo replace Paul Millsap, <laughs> replace Mason Plumlee's minutes with an Antonio McDice. Oh, that guy was transformational. He could play some power forward, play some center. I like it. Or maybe Alex English would be better. Roll Tide. What is, oh, yeah. Roll That's Tide right. for Antonio McDyess. Those are some really good croissant queries. If you want to submit your own questions to the croissant questionnaire, you can do that by becoming a Patreon supporter. Go to patreon.com slash breakfast and you can support our show that way and submit your questions. You know who really needs to support our show? Dave Yeager. I was going to mm. say, my... I got bad news. The goatee's back. Yeah, I saw Apparently, that. Dave Yeager is not worthy of a Harry's shave kit. Yeager will hook you up. Use our code. <laughs> Use our code, Yeager. Go to harrys.com slash 
fast break. Harry's is so confident, Dave, that you will love their blades. They're going to give you a trial shave set for free when you sign up at harrys.com slash fast break. Your free trial set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, a travel blade cover. And all you got to do is go to harrys.com slash fast break. Maybe you're Nikola Mirotic and you know you're about to be sent to a new team and you want to make a good first impression. Trim up that neck beard. Mm-hmm. Don't you want those Mormon ladies to get after you, Nicola? They love a clean they shave. They love a dude. Kyle Corver clean shave. If there's one place you can't be sporting a strange beard, it's Salt Lake City. When yeah. I when I said that, I got nervous how someone would spell Kyle Corver clean. Might be bad there. A thing. Anyway, get your free trial set. Go to harrys.com slash fast break right now. That's harrys.com slash fast break. All right, steak and eggs. What's the best thing you saw in the last week? I think Isaiah Thomas is listening to our podcast. I was we asked last week is Andrew Wiggins trash? He agreed that he was. <laughs> slapped him in his face last yeah, night. But Wiggins slapped them in the balls. Oh man, that's my worst. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah's. Uh, I mean, since he's come back and like how, he's been back three games, I think he's been teed up in one and ejected in the other. And it wasn't. Come on, it that. That flagrant wasn't even – he wasn't attempting to, to hit the ball. It was like, hey, I'm just going to hit Andrew Wiggins. It was like my my four-year-old son when he's It hungry. was a Stan Lariat Scott Steiner wrestling <laughs> clothesline. I think he's – I pump. think it was some kind of, like, indoctrination or – like getting hazing. involved, hazing, you know, jumped into a gang. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it was hazing to get on the Cavs. They're like, all right, you're gonna be, you're gonna be a real calf. Are you a true blue calf? Kill our, kill this Go player. Go hit Andrew we, Wiggins in the face. Right. Kill this player that we decided to. I trade. could, I could absolutely see LeBron James like putting his hand over his mouth. He's like, hey, it. I know you're one of the guys, but you want to be one of the guys. You got to go hit Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. And then he does it, and LeBron's like, hey, I wasn't serious. That's his initiation. I don't <laughs> yeah. think. I don't think. Isaiah Thomas likes international players who don't at first seem to be international players. <laughs> the last time I saw him this angry was when he was throwing hands with Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, this is true. That's a, so, uh, so, <laughs> that's a good theory. So basically, uh, LeBron, the godfather, told uh, Isaiah, because you can't get made in the mafia without hitting, you know, you know right. performing a, a mafia hit. Right. So th- that's what it was. It was just a literal hit. So hazing. When does when does LeBron never takes matters into his own hands? He sits in the back room like Don it's a, Corleone. It's a real boss. He does not sully his hands. Mm-mm. He's got he's got too many uh, sponsorships to worry about. Uh, my best is I uh, and this is somebody I've given a really hard time and I'm sort of softening on just because I think he's in such an impossible situation. But I enjoyed very much how Luke Walton handled the latest Levar. Oh my goodness, he the latest good. Levar. Um, uh, what it, what it, spewage. At this point, sure, leakage. Uh, he, uh, they asked him about Lavar. Lavar's been sullying his name, saying he's lost the team, and uh, he, he responded to some of a question about Lonzo's playing time with. And Keith, I go ahead and uh, mark this down in your censorship ledger. Lavar's uh, been talking shit, so <laughs> I benched his son, <laughs> <laughs> which he then you know laughed off. But it's very nice to have someone instead of you know. Uh, using Coach Beak, acknowledge that something's going on and make light of it. He Very did, Steve. Kerr. He also did a good job. Uh, he, he he gave us the the pause. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he we sat. Hit. He sat with the pause. He so yeah, he, he said the thing to let to let it sink in. To using make that comedic nervous. timing. Mm-hmm. They okay. learned from Hippie Dad. 
Yeah, you you look at the people's eyes completely widen, and yeah. then you go, <laughs> "Gotcha, bud." You wait a beat. Yeah. <laughs> My best thing is Manu Ginobili for the second week in a row. Last week it was him throwing the ball into the basket <laughs> under the guise of a pass. Very tricky. Tricky. In the last two games, while they did drop one to the Portland Trailblazers, he has been out of this world. We already know he has that preternatural ability just to make cool plays, like right. flying all around. The man's 40. The man's completely bald. Roberto Benini. In, in the last two games, <laughs> he's played 46 minutes and scored 47 points. He's hit nine threes. He has three blocks, he's three the, steals. still the SWAT master. Mm-hmm. He also apparently has these nicknames on Basketball Reference. I'm not sure I've ever heard. M- Manu Donna? That's, good. That's pretty Donna. good. Not like a Maradona, Maradona thing. Manu Donna. Does that make his block of James Harden his very own hand of God play? Mm. I, I think it might. Uh, El Contusion? The, the contusion. contusion. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, I, I dug a little deeper. Apparently, Brent Berry, friend of the show, came up with that one. Easy. <laughs> El Contusion. Try harder, Brent. Argentina's <laughs> flying man. Okay. That probably sounds way more poetic in Spanish. Also, El hombre de voler. Also, Naragon and a 30 second Google search does not find what that means. <laughs> so, uh, those are some basketball references, basketball reference nicknames. But Mono Ginobili, just been incredible. Unbelievable what he's doing. Uh, he, again, this last game where he, he got the two, two steals, uh, two blocks, a steal. Two assists and nine threes, 26 points. Only other person to do that, Corey Brewer. Oh, my. Which is a totally random achievement. All right, those were our best things. The opposite of steak and eggs is the cream of wheat. Worst of week. What's the worst thing you saw? I'm piggy, uh, doing a little piggyback on that Timberwolves uh, destruction of the Cavs and giving you guys two fresh uh, little stats. Uh, the Cavs starting lineup scored a combined 28 points against the Timberwolves. Zoinks. Those are Kings numbers. And the Cavs as a team had zero steals. Hmm. Not, not bad. That's so effort. It, it, yeah, they, they gave up real early. You saw it in their body language. It was just, they were just like, ah, eh, I'm done. Tyus Jones. Put, took, they got shabazzled. They got shabazzled. LeBron James with the worst plus minus of his career. It was like minus, minus 39. Yeah. Mm. Oh, shout out Tyus Jones again, who got blocked on a fast break layup and then came back. And oh, that dunked. play was awesome. He, yeah. he picked Dwayne Wade's pocket and mm. then had the breakaway and he, he, he flushed it quick. Did the quick dunk. Yeah. That's uh, the one where you're worried there's somebody right behind you. And there was. Uh, I think that's the second dunk of the, of the season. So Tyus Jones. I'm all about I it. I love Tyus Jones. My worst thing we mentioned it earlier. Andrew Bogut has been waived from the NBA. The Los Angeles Lakers yeah, told him haunting your neighborhood to get lost. He's making bumper stickers. Following the example set earlier this year when the Milwaukee Bucks wave Spencer Hawes, mm. much like the NFL has blackballed Colin Kaepernick, I fear the NBA is waving all the outspoken right-wing basketball players. Good. Bogut was flirting with Pizzagate, that Pizzagate thing. KS Pizzagate. Oh, man. I don't even, don't, let's not. It's just a Breitbart. It, it was a real. Info World Wars. It, it was a real, like, uh, false narrative about the DNC uh, being responsible for running a child pedophilia ring out of a pizza place in Washington, D.C. 100% fake. Whoa. 100% and, and fake. It, 
and it led to a man walking into this pizza place with an assault rifle. Wow. To save to save the children. The children. This is like swatting someone. You guys heard about swatting something? Oh, that, yeah, that is horrifying. Real. I don't even I didn't want to spread that Bohemian around. Grove Pizza Hut, huh? Mm. But anyway, <laughs> NBA teams censoring contrary I'm, thought. I'm with it. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, those guys suck. I mean, I guess there are basketball reasons to wave Spencer Hawes and Andrew Bogut. Andrew Bogut's a trash can. There are but a, there are aesthetic reasons as well. Yeah, but I mean, Bogut's been fine when he's played. He's a, he's a rim protector. Someone will bring him back in. What I mainly make jokes, but it is kind of funny. What the is the number he's wearing now? He was wearing 66. What, what, what is that a reference to? Mm-hmm. Well, is that Al- Altamont? I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, maybe that ties into my worst. I'm trying to figure out why was Gerald Green in exile and how did he get to one of the best teams? It doesn't make any sense. Gerald Green was hanging out, going to the Y, and then and he, he was got, obviously shooting threes. And then he got called up, and then he, he scored 56 points in 24 hours. They, they were just like, uh, Ryan Anderson's really bad. You got the green light. You do what he does. He's shooting over 50% on threes now after, what, seven games? Like, he just called up out of the free agent, not on a team. You telling me the Phoenix Suns, who appear to be trying to do, like, you know, the big-time three-point shooter thing, you telling me they couldn't use Gerald Green? You're telling me any number Memphis, of other 27 teams who need scoring and outside shooting? But let's stay on the Suns for a minute because it reminds me of a song. Oh, Phoenix Suns, game of scones. Dragon Bender has gone off, gentlemen. Ooh, career we night. Torching the Rockets. Killed uh, uh, 20 points, six threes, three blocks, four assists, six rebounds. We're going to play a game called Chasing the Dragon. Here we Ooh. go. Guys, uh, there, there, there's only uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you if we get if we get to uh, the tiebreaker, we'll be talking about truly historic things. But we've already talked about uh, you know giant acromegalized right wingers. So let's just stay with <laughs> let's stay with the big men. Right now, uh, Dragon Bender has upped his uh, three point percentage all the way up to 37, percent which for a giant man is pretty darn good. And right now he's averaging 2.4 three pointers per 36. That's the highest ever for a player seven foot one or taller. Wow. What I want from you guys is I want to know, and you're going to get your requisite three strikes, the uh, the other four gentlemen to be in the top five. And I'll give you a hint. It's really only three gentlemen because one of them did it twice. Okay. But it, it, four times someone has gotten within point five within within half of a three-pointer made standing over seven foot one. And I'll provide hints if you struggle. Okay. Chuck, as always, you go first because you need help. Um, hey, for the record, I, <laughs> I do well. Recently, my Game of Scones record has been incredible. Season two, I was trash. You know, sometimes one, you get a reputation, you can just never escape it. Season one, I like crushed. A Co- like a Cody Zeller lover. Yeah. <laughs> And I always do worse on the ones Keith writes because they're so esoteric. They're this impossible. one is too. Um, uh, minor, so I need a seven. Minor, more random. I need. That's all I'm saying. I need seven foot one or taller to sh- have shot what? To make most three pointers made per thirty six minutes. So it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's, who's playing lots because Dragon Bender's minutes are starting to increase, right. but he has mostly not been a high high usage player. I'm gonna go 
Minute Bowl. Whoa. You just blew my mind. Uh, first hint, since that's wrong. This is a kind of a modern development. Guys right. shooting like this. Okay. I was go- I'm going to go with Kristaps Porzingis. Yes. Yeah, I was going to do that. In fifth place, 2016-2017, Zinger was 1.9 three-pointers made per 36. Chuck, you have one strike. I will say Manute Bull, though. Watch those highlights, guys. That, those YouTube that, videos. He's the progenitor he was. of the oh, crazy yeah. stretch three. He was the patient zero. Seven and a half. I'll go ahead and give you a hint, Chuck. He might have had one of those bumper stickers on his car. Um, Jason Smith. Mm, that's strike a correct, two. That's a correct guess. Were you spoon feeding us Spencer Hawes? I surely was uh, in 2013. I wouldn't 14. have guessed he was seven one. No, that's where I would have lost one point nine. Wow. There's only one guy left. Chuck, I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to give you a big hint. Mm-hmm. I, can I? Probably one of the most hated by his own fan base players in the NBA right now. Oh, he's in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. He did this in 2015 and 2016-17. I, I got it. I'm lost. Can't. Hit me. Keith, steal. Myers Leonard. That's correct. Uh, Keith with the sweep. I was going to ask you guys if we went to some sort of tiebreaker. I talked Only so one player, 20 years old or younger, has hit th- six threes, had six rebounds, four assists, and three blocks in a game. Can you name that player? Chuck, if you can steal this, I'll give you the win. No. <laughs> I can't do it. Keith, under, can you make this tw- perfect? Under 20, six threes, and what else? Six boards. Four assists and three blocks in a game. Uh, was Giannis? his rookie year? Giannis? I don't know. I'm gonna not I'm gonna, a bad guess. I'm gonna guess. I, I don't. No, the blocks threes. will be a break, but just to get it over with, I'll guess Devin Booker. Ah, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. But that's elite company, Dragon. Do the damn thing. I kind of thought Rafe LaFrance was gonna rear his ugly head. <laughs> I, I bet he was only seven feet. <laughs> I think he was. <laughs> That last one, KD, of course, not in the seven, not in the seven foot one club. But I just thought that was fun. Uh, that's a, it's a different era, guys. We might have three and D players now who are over seven feet tall. Yeah, think I, about that. Well, I we're love s- it. We're speaking of Manu Bowl. His son is one of Bowl Bowl. Bowl Bowl is one of the uh, top prospects coming out of high school this year. Where, where is he signing? Oregon. I just want to know how old Bowl Bowl is, or is it really his grandson? Mm, could be his grandson. But yeah, that that kid's like seven three right now, and he can sh- you know do step back jumpers from downtown. Manute Bowl will always remain one of the greatest stories in NBA history. Yeah, because he's eighty seven years old, right? Had strength, like had tally marks of like creatures he killed etched into <laughs> his head. That is out of this world. Who was the guy from the uh, NFL, the the running back for the Chiefs, Christian Christian Okoye, the Nigerian, Nigerian nightmare. nightmare? Or uh, strangely, uh, we got it wrong once and forever referred to him as the Hawaiian nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Those were our worst thing: scattered, smothered, covered thoughts. What other things are we seeing around the NBA? I'll tell you, the Boston Celtics, they're back on that horse. They uh, they dipped briefly. We thought they were going to maybe slip back to the pack. They have not regained their footing. Once again, look to be the uh, the cream of the crop. Although, don't tell Basketball References' uh, simple rating system, which has the Raptors ranked ahead of them. Uh, man, if you want to get scattered and smothered, and his vertebrae may very well be scattered, uh, Kyle Lowry took a tremendously terrifying-looking fall. Yeah, it looked bad. 
Apparently he's okay. Just uh, that gorgeous butt I saved d- his life. I, I do like, yeah, it got a little burn after reading because he's, he's like, I felt something snap in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I got, it's in my ass. I gotta watch him. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that freaked me out. I was scared he might have like broken his coccyx. Coccyx. Yeah. The Raptors just keep doing what they do, and, and the DeMar DeRozan renaissance is, it's not stopping. Yeah, he's on fire. And he's, it, that leads me to talking about something. Uh, it's the ringer. Uh, oh. Whenever they talk about someone, yeah, uh, they end up playing very well. The uh, last, oh, week, the curse is real. The curses are the ringer curse. They're trying last, to steal our curse. Yeah, we've got our, we've got that whole curse game on lock. But uh, yeah, they, basically, I think it was uh, Bill Simmons was talking about he would he would have taken Oladipo over DeRozan right, uh, you know, a week and a half ago, and since he's averaged thirty three a game. Whoopsie. Yeah, Oladipo's great. I love him, but DeRozan is a you know. He's a top ten. DeRozan's MVP candidate. Yeah, this year. he's he's in in the in the running for it. He's and he's being efficient from three. He's taking less uh, those ridiculous long twos that I kind of thought were you know a thing of times past. He's been an enigma in this league or in the league as it stands now, but he's becoming less so. Uh, and really, it's just kind of a testament to. Uh, I hate saying this out loud, but the job Dwayne Casey's doing. Yeah, man. They are third in net rating, third in offensive rating, sixth in defensive rating, John. And we found out some cool stuff about... Give him some credit. Mm. Give him credit. I I just did. Something I found on the internet today uh, on Reddit, user Deus Complex. Mm, Deus Complex, great. uh, Fun fact, (laughs) so far, Bojan and Bogdan Bogdanovic are nearly averaging identical splits. Uh, they're both shooting 47% from the floor, 38% from three, and are within four percentage points of each other on their free throw uh, shooting. This is some creepy separated at birth, not actually related, related guys thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, because I thought they were brothers up until five minutes ago. That's they, like, you know how, like, they say, like, when you name your kid, like, you need to be careful because it will shape his life. You want your kid to be a pretty solid shooter in the NBA, just... Throw that surname Bogdanovich on there. Wasn't that? Are we allowed to throw surnames on? Oh, oh yeah. You I should have done I should, I should have named my son uh, Chase Buddy Budinger Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Yep. That would have been the good who, money, do you, man. who do you prefer, Bojan or Bogdan? I'm a bogey man. It's not even close. Bogey's awesome. I think Bogey's really good. I think Bohan is a uh, like fringe NBA player. I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between <laughs> those two guys if they were standing in front of me. So well, Bo- Bogey's like. One of the king's best players. He's probably probably is the king's best player. I mean, they go to him in crunch time. His f- just his face does not look like an NBA player. No, it looks like the, maybe the most boring person from your high school. I don't know. It's- he doesn't even have like the Milos Teodosic, Vladi Divac, NBA player face. But it's just it's just an NBA it's an NBA player face that's never existed before. Wait a minute. Yes, it has. Does he kind of look like Austin Crozier? He looks no, no. You're thinking of Boyan, who ah, yeah. wears Austin Crozier's number for the Pacers <laughs> yeah. and looks exactly like him. He is a double ganger. I face swapped him. Mm-hmm. It, it is crazy. Yeah, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from uh, from Bogdan uh, on the Kings. Boyan on the Pacers. Speaking of the Pacers, did you see the Lance make him dance? Pass. I did not. I've heard. I've heard tell of that. TJ Leaf. He was doing. He was. I mean, the Pacers just obliterated the Bucks, but. He was doing the thing where he gets that, he, he was doing that high stepping. I call it the giddy up. Yeah, he's doing that. He does. He does like a no look pass. Rifles this awesome, like 
Jason Williams-esque, not the murderer, the uh, white chocolate. Smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, under the basket to TJ Leaf, who then either gets fouled or misses the layup. But when he releases the pass... It's a very white guy thing to do. When, uh, when Lance Stevenson releases the pass, the sheer force of the greatness of his throw knocks, hit, knocks Lance down. So Lance throws <laughs> the pass and throws himself backwards onto the ground. Just for the high. That was just a Cirque du Soleil flourish. It, it was just the sheer That's showmanship. Some, That's he, some like he, Dragon Ball stuff. He had also. Yeah. He also, in the same game, did the between the legs bounce pass where he went through with the, the fast break, the layup oh, yeah. form. So it, it wasn't quite as neat as he thought it looked, but just his exuberance, he sold it. So it was very exciting. Every time, uh, like I turn on NBA 2K, there's like a quote from like Kyrie about like uh, basketball is an art form. Let's scratch out that Kyrie and put in a little Lance pants. Mm-hmm. He's the true artist. He is. Oh, Kyrie, he's not the wokest dude on the uh, <laughs> Celtics. By the way, Jalen Brown <laughs> just gave an interview to the Guardian, which is a fantastic read, and uh, basically pulls out the uh, that sports is. <laughs> effectively uh, controls the population in America, talks about race and social class. He's 21 years old. And Whoa. He's kind of, uh, he's kind of the wokest dude uh, out take, there right take now. Take that, Duke University. Yeah. Oh, and we talked about Bojan and, and Bogdan, but we didn't talk about Boban. Oh, what's going on? Who in the- apparently is the most efficient player ever to play in the NBA. We've, been, we, we've mentioned this before. I don't know. This, I don't think it gets enough airtime. It gets a lot of slack time. Right. We need a little more airtime. I feel like you could go back and check our archives. We've been talking about uh, Boban's PER since year one. I feel like we got so into Boban that we like we, we he became so underrated. He became overrated. Now we got to get him rated properly. Here. I just don't understand how he gets zero tick. Uh, Van Gundy refuses to play him. Well, he's a much. loping seven foot nine monster from hell. Is <laughs> like those, like really. Well, not he can't good guard a like a screen and roll. No. He can't get over a pick. So if you play any shooters against him, I don't know. But I think the question is, if you committed to play him a lot of minutes. Would his efficiency help you in the long run? The fact that he can shoot over just about anyone, score over anyone, or you know, it's 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 hard, I guess, as a coach to put a guy out there who you know is going to get torched by any shooter. So I don't. We'll never find out as he's coached by known Reggie Bullock fetishist Stan Van Gundy. As long as Reggie Bullock keeps shooting sixty-five percent insane effective field goal percentage. Who, I mean, what's crazier right now, Gerald Green, Etwan Moore, or Reggie Bullock? I don't know. I Etwan think, Moore's balling. That's insane. He's and he, he looks great. Like he he has this confidence in his game. I was watching the Pelicans Pistons and he he just looked very very confident. I really I'm trying to figure. I think the craziest thing to me is the Gerald Green just coming off the street, so to speak. Is that this is a Ger- guy who's been in three point and dunk contests? Why why can't he have a job? Yeah. Is is that? I don't want to say system player. Could he be doing this for any other team? Or is there something special about the freedom of D'Antoni and being on the Rockets yeah, there's that a, lets him shoot 50% there's a, from the field? Uh, Gerald Green, former Heat player, one of the uh, most frustrating things watching him play in Miami was his uh, lack of defense, which right. is a wonderful thing when you're playing for Mike D'Antoni because he doesn't really care much about that. There you have it. So, yeah, if if you know that's part of the, the game, hey, you just chuck a bunch. don't play any defense in Memphis anymore. Come on down. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. All right, let's move to the... I got one more thing, actually. Before we go to something else, I got a little uh, on this day in history. Oh, on this day in NBA history, 22 years ago today, the Toronto Raptors became the only NBA team to never make a free throw in an entire game. 
Oh, interesting. Kind of nuts. How many do they attempt? Do we know? Three, yeah. th- three free throw attempts. Three. Oh, for three. Yeah, they played Charlotte. Charlotte only called for eleven fouls. Another uh, Reddit wonderful n- nugget of knowledge. January 9th, nineteen ninety six. Well, speaking of bad performances, I believe that takes us to the awards segment of the program. Whoop, whoop. The International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award, given each week to the worst performance in a box score. It's only been uh, five days since we last met. I was worried We're there might not be uh, enough fodder for the machine to be chewed up. I was wrong. Once again, people came through when we needed them. Honorable mention, Marco Bellinelli, one for 10. Karis Lavert, Helly Smelly Bellinelli. <laughs> two for 13. John Wall, five for 19. We have three nominees. Kyle Kuzma, Kuz. last week's winner, once again back in a loss against the Hornets. Two for 14, four points, two boards, one assist, two blocks, three turnovers, three personal fouls. Kuzma Daddy, two for 14. That's bad. In the same game, just Darian Graniday That's of the not, Chicago Bulls. Not Say a, what? Not a real player. Uh, is this just, a test? Is this a test? Just Darian Graniday was two for 25. That's obviously Jerry and Grant and Justin Holiday. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was some Targaryen. We didn't know. Yeah, I thought it was like a character from the Three Musketeers. The Bulls in a game they lost to the Pacers by 50, where uh, Victor Oladipo came back, triumphantly returned, much like the Mother of Dragons, riding in, carrying his squad to victory. Jerry and Grant in this game was 0 for 11, two points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal, one personal foul. Justin Holiday was 2 for 14, Six points, four rebounds, one assist, one block, two turnovers, no personal fouls. Perhaps try. <laughs> so our three nominees, Kyle Kuzma, two for 14 with four, two, one, three turnovers. Jerry and Grant, 0 for 11, two points, two boards. No, two points, four boards, one assist, one steal. Justin Holiday, two for 14, six points, four boards, one assist, two turnovers. Guys? Oh, well, we, let's do back-to-back coups. I'm with it. Two for 14. Yuck. Kuzma is very, very bad. I have to go with uh, Dragon Ball Z stand-in Kyle, Z- Kyle Kuzma daddy. Mm. He does. He looks like that backpack kid that does the arm wave dance side to side. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's I, internet. Never mind. I do, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's cool. You back on the Twitter, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> What's, uh, uh, I, are you going to make it unanimous, Keith? What do you think? I'm not. I'm going to vote for the 0 for 11, Jerry and Grant, two points, four boards. However, that Kuzma performance was the worst overall game score, according to Basketball Reference. So, it seems so devastatingly poor. Kyle Kuzma is your hot start over. That is two consecutive international stuff. Oh, pancakes. Get it. Labia Baker showing up hot today. <laughs> Not very good. All right. Par fadeaway. No Grizzlies epilogue this week. If you need some Grizzlies talk, check out the Western Conference Resolutions podcast that just came out. Yesterday, we talked Grizzlies on there. All right, par fadeaway. What things are we looking forward to? I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. Zach Levine. I was going to say, he's coming back Saturday. He's coming back for the Bulls. The Bulls have have suddenly looked like a pretty good team. I actually received uh, some freezing cold take feedback, not from the actual freezing cold take account, but someone was like, hey, you remember when you wrote that article about the Bulls being hopeless? I was like, yeah, it was like two weeks ago. 
<laughs> like everyone thought the Bulls were hopeless. Yeah. And then suddenly Nikola Mirotic made them start winning again. But Zach Levine is returning to the Bulls. I'm excited to see what it'll become. Will this be like the feel good story of the year? No, Pro- probably not. Zach Chris- Levine is is poison. He will ruin them. Well, no, I actually think there could. Who knows? It could work. I think it could work. They Chris need Dunn off- work. He they can need shoot. offense. He Chris can Dunn's dunk. playing great. Marotic uh, is going to Utah, so somebody's got to take up the you know. Or the maybe the Pistons. Is that yeah. a thing now? Yeah, they're talking Pistons. Glory, they want a glory. first. They want a first round pick for him. Everyone. Oh, wants- I love it. Drive up those prices. Make Every- Kyrie worth as much as possible. I read somewhere that the Grizzlies were, were talking about a conditional first for Tyreek Evans. Everyone's talking nuts. about a first. Come on, that's what I'm about. That brings me to what I'm looking forward to. We're going to get this party started early. And this is a bogey team for the Grizzlies. But come on down to Double Dogs. January 20th. We got a watch party. Games against the Pelicans are always fun. You can curse Boogie's name. You can laud his, uh, you can, you know, hark the Herald Angels sing for Anthony Davis. (laughs) This is a controversial, fun team to watch. Let's get drunk and watch it together. Yeah, Double Dogs Sylvan Heights, if you're in the Nashville area, on Saturday, January 20th, we'll be having a watch party for Pelicans. Grizzlies, the Tony Allen return, or one of the Tony Allen's returns, the uh, the Mississippi Riverboat Captain's Belt, which we're uh, still working on the name. <laughs> but uh, that, that that's something uh, definitely to check out. All right, so the Nets, uh, a surprising team this year. We thought they would be terrible. They've turned and out. And they are. They're, they're bad, but they're not as bad as we I thought I took the were. over and feel great. Uh, <laughs> they will be debuting two lottery picks playing together for the first time in uh, Jaleel Okafor and uh, D'Angelo Russell. I'm very excited to see. This is homework how, bound, how, the how incredible rare. journey. Right. Milo and Otis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How rare is it to see two lottery picks play together on different teams this quickly? Yeah, it's, like they were just insane. drafted. Right. And it's now insane. they're going to be on the same Can team. Can we get Nerlens Noel on there? Can Ooh. we? <laughs> He's probably getting cut Let's soon. just pass him around. Anthony Bennett's that out there. That would be incredible. Anthony Bennett. Ooh. Ooh. Teams are really good at drafting. Ooh, guys. I read something about. Really good at drafting. I, I read something about uh, Andrew Wiggins. Someone called him uh, Jeff Green. Oh. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. I think that was us. Was That's that us? Sick are you burn. talking to no, me back I think to me? We talked, I think we called him Rudy Gay. I think we called yeah. him a less effective Rudy Gay. He's going to have to get better on D. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're still winning everything they uh, every game they play. So That's true. Not too worried about it. All right, well, if you want to support our program, you can do that at patreon.com slash fastbreak. Breakfast, if you want to transform your shaving experience and try a Harry's Shave Kit for free, go to harrys.com slash Fast break. You can follow us on Twitter at Fast Break Break. Like us on Facebook. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fast break, break, man. You understand?